God bless you. Thank you for watching Second Man. We are blessed to be able to come to you and present and give you the Word of God today. We are so honored and so blessed that the Lord has opened up this door of ministry for us. And it is an effective door. I love what the Apostle Paul told Timothy. And the Lord has opened up an effective door. And uh, counter, there are a lot of oppositions. The Bible says that with any type of opportunity that the Lord opens up for us, there are oppositions. And I don't know what you're up against. I don't know what is opposed to you. But I just want you to know that if the Lord God has opened the door for you, you walk right through it and you ask the Lord, anoint me through this and let me get through this. I want to encourage you guys that are or have joined up on our Second Man School of the Bible and you are on a discipleship path. I want to just encourage you to keep studying the Word of God. I'm so encouraged by all the letters and the testimonies that we're receiving from uh, Springer, from Clayton, from Grants, the women's prison there, uh, the men's prison in Grants, the, the men in, in Milan County, uh, Core Civic there. You guys are, are studying the Word of God and you are uh, being disciple and disciple one another and we're just so blessed to be able to give you the resources and the tools that we are sending you every month and so we want to thank you for being diligent the bible says to study to show yourself approved unto god a workman that needed not to be ashamed who rightly divides the word of truth you know this ministry was started because we wanted to disciple men and women. It's not just about receiving and, 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 and getting decisions for Christ. It's about taking it to the next step. It's discipling. You know, when I was approached by this TV staff about doing a, a, a ministry to the incarcerated and to the prisoners, I had in mind a discipleship ministry, and that's what we're doing. Is we're not just sending out the gospel, but we're discipling men and women with uh, lessons. And so, if you have begun our Second Man School of the Bible lessons, in the back of your lesson, every one of them, there's a testimony slot and a praise report slot. Send us your testimony. Send us the praise report. Some of you guys are receiving miracles, and the Lord is doing things. Some of you guys are on a on a path to be released soon, and we're just so grateful that the Lord is using us to minister to your life. So we just recently added some new um, lessons to our Second Man School of the Bible. Originally, there are 16 of them. And when you complete those 16 lessons, you receive your certificate. But at the end of those, if you want to go further in your walk with Christ, if you want to learn uh, marriage foundations, if you want to learn uh, other theological truths like the blood of Jesus Christ, and we're talking about fasting and prayer and ministry and discipling, we added some lessons that are going to bless you. And I'm going to go through one of them today. And I'm just going to look at the first few scriptures of the discipleship that we have in mind. And in Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, it says, Him we preach. Who do we preach? Jesus. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Jesus Christ. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working which works in me mightily. Notice that's the dunamis power of God that works in you mightily. Paul said, to this end I work. You know, ministry and discipleship is a work. 
You know, it's 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 a work. It's it's uh, it's it's strenuous work. You know, trying to uh, disciple men and men that have accepted the call to follow Jesus Christ to to train them in the way that they should go. To train them about prayer. To train them about evangelism. To train them about fasting and to train them in prayer and training them to go therefore and make disciples. And that's what we're doing through Sun Broadcasting is we're on a discipleship course. You know, we God has opened up the door to minister to you, but we also want to disciple you. We want to equip you with the tools that you need for when you uh, when you get released, when it's your turn. And I really believe that many of you guys watching this and doing the discipleship, you're next. The Lord's going to open doors for your ministry. He's going to take your life and transform your life and so conform you and so transform you that he's going to put a ministry burden on your life that you're going to say, Lord, where is my Jerusalem? Where is my Judea? Where is my Samaria? Lord, who are you sending me to? Who are you sending me to reach? In Matthew 28, it's known as the Great Commission. In verse 16, he says, Then the eleven disciples went into Galilee. One was missing. That's a powerful verse right there. In Matthew 28, 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. They went to receive instructions in Galilee. But Judas went away before There was 11 disciples, there was one missing. And I just pray that there's not one of you missing. When Jesus Christ is ready to give his assignment and ready to give his compelling mission to save the world, I pray that you would not be missing. I should title this message, Not One Missing. It says, they went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus has appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. If, if Jesus Christ would have taken the first worship service right after the resurrection, and he would have said, what's wrong with you, Thomas? What's wrong with you, Andrew? What's wrong with you, John? You're doubting me? I'm standing here before you and you're doubting me? You're disqualified. I can't use you. Thank God Jesus didn't say that. Thank God he didn't say, where's the one that's missing? Where's the one that's missing? Why are you doubting? Why are you so full of doubt? Why are you so afraid? In the Gospel of John, the Bible says that Jesus walked into the room where the disciples were locked in for fear of the Jews. And the Bible says he walked right through the walls and they were afraid and they were trembling for fear of the Jews. And Jesus didn't walk in there and say, I can't use none of you. I can't appoint you. I can't anoint you. I can't send you off to go preach. No, he didn't. Notice some worship and some doubted. You know, doubt does not disqualify you. As a pastor, as an evangelist, we have doubts. We have doubts. But surrender your doubts to the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender your doubts to Him and say, Lord, I want to be used in ministry. I want to be used. So when they worshipped, 
him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given to Jesus. Why was every why was all authority given to Jesus? Because he self-sacrificed. He surrendered. You know, when you live a surrendered life to Jesus Christ, when you live a sacrificed life to him, that's an ingredient for power. That's an ingredient for authority to be given to you. When you surrender and you submit your life to Jesus Christ to follow his lordship, he says, I can anoint that. I can empower that. Yeah, you may have doubts, but he says, I will anoint you and I will empower you when you surrender to me. That's what discipleship is. Discipleship is living a surrendered life, a day-to-day -day surrendered life. Today we're talking about go and make disciples. And Jesus says, all power, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, I give it to you. You walk in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, if you're a disciple of the Lord, you walk in the authority of the name of Jesus. And then the Bible says, Jesus told them, go therefore and make disciples. Disciples aren't born. You know, no one comes into your church saying, I'm following Jesus. No one doesn't come to your church and say, you know, I'm ready to be sent to the world. No, they got to be equipped. They got to be transformed. They got to be conformed. They got to be taught. They got to be trained. They got to be given the tools. And, and this, this discipleship foundation of second man is, is your foundation. It's, it's God equipping you to send you out to preach the gospel. And Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, the thing that you believe Think about it. All the stuff that you believe, whether it's news or uh, inventions or even conspiracy theories, if you believe those things, you repeat them. But how many of you guys have said, you know what, Lord, I really believe this gospel truth. I really believe that you've given me authority. I really believe that you've sent me. Lord, I really believe that you appeared to me. Lord, I really believe that you're teaching me. If you really believed it, you will go and teach it. If you really believed it, you embrace it and you go and do. Every disciple has a mission. Every follower of Jesus Christ has a mission. You know what it is? Go and make disciples. Your mission statement ought to say, my mission is the Great Commission. If the church would just wrap up its mission and everything that we do with creativity, everything that we do with such purpose, if we would say we do everything, everything that we do is central to the Great Commission, 
The Great Commission is following after Jesus. He said, come and follow me. And then he says, go. And then he says, teach. And then he says, send. God wants to send you. Are you learning? Are you willing to go? Are you willing to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? What is a disciple? Disciple defined as a follower. One who's on an intentional path of learning to be, do, and love like Jesus. You know, a disciple receives the yoke of his master and as the disciple is following the master, the rabbi, the, the disciple learns to do what the rabbi does. And when Jesus found every one of his disciples, he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, they followed him into the marketplace. They followed him into the synagogue. They followed him into the cities. They followed him into the masses. They followed him into the crowds. And as he went, he began to heal the sick. He began to cast out demons. He began to heal the lepers. He began to heal people of incurable diseases who had exhausted all their resources and all their means and with the single touch he would heal them. And he says, the things that you've seen me doing, you can do. Go and do these things. So a follower of Jesus Christ or a disciple is a person that is on an intentional path of learning to be like Jesus, do and love like Jesus. John, or Luke rather, in the book of Acts, taught us a couple of very important truths about Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1, he says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, he's talking about the Luke of Luke, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, have given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Notice that Jesus began both to do and to teach, and somebody marked it down. Somebody's taking notice of everything that you're doing. Somebody's taking notice of everything that you teach. And that is what discipleship is. Is doing what you've learned from Jesus and teaching what you've learned from Jesus. Paul told Timothy... In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So here you have Paul instructing Timothy. Paul said, Timothy, I want you to look for faithful men and faithful women. And I want you to begin to teach them. Commit to these, commit these teachings. Commit what, commit what I've taught you to faithful men. And that's what we're looking for, is faithful men and women. Men and women who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ and to His Lordship.
a disciple process is one who's learning from Jesus Christ. One who's committing to others the things that he's learned from Jesus Christ. So discipleship is not just making a decision for Christ. Discipleship is getting on a course, getting on a, on a disciplined course of following after Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ gave the apostles authority and he commanded them to teach all things that I've taught you. You know, he didn't say, I'm suggesting guys to, you know, just, uh, you know, do these things and pray for a few people. No, he says, I am commanding you to go and teach all things that you have observed for me. So discipleship is a process by observation. You know, there was people that I observed growing up in ministry, preaching the gospel in jails and prisons and hospitals. I observed them praying for the sick. I observed them praying for the down and I. I observed them praying for the people on the street. I observed them going into the jails. I observed them walking into a prison. I observed them, you know, meeting the needs of someone. And as they took me along with them, all of a sudden things began, began to be imparted into me. And then I began to go and do those things. And that's how discipleship happens. It's observing, and then it's doing. Jesus says, all authority has been given to you. And then Acts chapter 1 continues. In verse 7, And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. You know, when, when you know, and uh, I, I don't have a very strong suit in prophecy teachings, prophetical end times. You know, there's certain things I believe and certain things I'm certain of. I know Jesus Christ is coming. The Bible says at the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ shall rise. And we who are alive and remain shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. I do believe in Jesus Christ that he's coming again. And there are certain things that we ought to be so aware of. But when you're questioning the times and the seasons and you're saying this is how it's going to happen and this is going to happen and this is the time it's going to happen, you got to be careful because you are questioning the authority of God. And the Bible says that it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. Now, he's given us signs. He's given us what will happen at the end of the days. But he says, those things the Father has put in his own authority. In other words, God has his mind about how things will happen, when they will happen, and how they will happen, and who they will happen to. But verse 8 says, by you. But you shall receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. <clears throat> right here, this TV station is reaching you where you are. 
You could say that is your Samaria. That is your Judea. That is your Jerusalem. Jesus says when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, when you receive that dunamis might, power of God, he says, you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to be my martyrs. You're going to witness about the power of Christ. You're going to witness about the power of the gospel that lives inside of you. You're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, right there where you're from, your own neighborhood. Or as they say in Spanish, your own barrio. You're going to be a witness right there where you are in your own home, in your own family. You're going to be a witness. Then he says, I'm going to take you outside of your family. I'm going to take you outside of your city and I'm going to send you to Samaria. I'm going to send you to Judea and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I tell you, during this pandemic, we've reached more people that were beyond our reach from our four walls of our little church. And right now I'm before you and the Lord has demonstrated that something has come upon this ministry. Something has come upon this ministry to be a witness to the fact that Jesus Christ died and he was resurrected for you. And so he says, when you receive this power, when you receive this witness, you're going to be my witnesses and you're going to go multi-regional. You're going to have a multi-regional ministry. While God has called me just to reach these people right here in my city. Well, Jesus says, when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to anoint you to preach beyond Jerusalem. I'm going to empower you to reach beyond Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. I'm going to empower you to reach the uttermost parts of the earth. That's how you know the favor of God and the anointing of God is on your life. When you're reaching beyond your own little sphere. It is our goal, it is our mission to inspire people to become followers of Jesus Christ. To inspire people to become a disciple. Not just to make a decision for Christ and stop there. No, but to take the things that you're learning and begin to teach it to other people. You know, every time I get a request in the mail or through a phone call, my son or daughter would like to join up with discipleship and they would like to do the second man school of the Bible, I immediately respond. I send them by mail. And I always encourage never, never study these alone. Never study them alone because you ought to always be having someone learn with you and study with you. The Bible says that the early believers went from house to house teaching the words of Jesus and the, and, the, and the instructions of the disciples. So never study alone. Always study in groups. I want to encourage you to get your lessons and receive them and open up your Bibles and say, Lord, teach me today. Empower me today. Lord, I, I'm ready to... I, I'm, I'm making myself available I, and I'm reliable to you to serve you and to follow you. And Lord, I don't know where you're leading me, but I want to follow you there. Moses tried it. Try it. You know, make a committed 
decision to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Discipleship is making a commitment to growing and maturing as a Christian. You know, you can accept the Lord and, and serve Him and follow Him alone. But there's a certain dynamic when you get your family, when you get your children, when you get some peers or some young people around you, and you say, you know what, we're going to serve the Lord together. We're going to follow the Lord together. We're going to learn about this together. There's, there's a certain dynamic with that. And a committed relationship between a growing, mature Christian and a group of Christians in which the leader is transferring the fullness of life he or she has in Christ into the students over an extended period of time until that certain individual or group of individuals receives maturity. That's the goal of discipleship, is to mature. And we read Colossians 1, 28 and verse 29 again. It says, Him we preach, Jesus, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man mature in Jesus Christ. That's the end result of every ministry, is that every ounce of our energy would go to maturing you, to equipping you, to discipling you. And I can't just, I can't wait for part two of this lesson. Where you receive the instructions that we're giving you today, and you become owner of them, and then you begin to transmit those to other people. That's discipleship. Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I want you to stay tuned because we're going to go through the essentials of discipleship. But if today you have heard the Lord's voice and you want to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, say, Lord, today I make a decision to follow you. I make a decision to surrender my life to you. Lord, I make a decision to follow you wherever you lead me in Jesus' name. If you follow the Lord, call us, write to us. The number's on your screen. We want to disciple you. We want to take you further into maturity. God bless you.